even warmer in certain parts of the state. Beautiful sunshine. God is good. The countdown is on to spring. They have the big deck at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. And the place is going to be slamming all weekend with, of course, the Super Bowl also on Sunday night plus Valentine's. Well, folks, I am hearing that um, it looks like the race for CD2 is um, really about to get underway. Because I am believing... I'm hearing, I should say, that the person that I'm hearing will be, and by all accounts certainly makes sense, that who's going to be the front runner is about to uh, make it official. So we're going to just wait and see a few more moments. But I am hearing that uh, former Chris Mayor Alan Fung is about to uh, jump into the race for Congress. So uh, that is, you know, I, and I want to be very clear. Because I know um, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, who, uh, you know, she, people, a lot of people like her and respect her. I want to be very clear right now at 108, everyone listening to the John DePietro show, I am going to be neutral in this primary. I will support whoever wins that primary, but I will remain neutral in that primary. Um, we'll see if, in fact, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz, I know that she announced she's going to run for that, and then she's also planning on moving into the district. Um, and I hope that turns out to be a good decision for her, and I look forward to having conversations with her about it. I think the the uh, planets are aligning perfectly for a Republican to take that seat. Uh, Congressional District 2, I know there's some people, no way, never, they, anyone can say that. Anyone can say that and 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 because they have no skin in the game. There's always people that that say that uh, the naysayers. But if you're really paying attention, you have a very unpopular right now. You have a very unpopular president. You have a very unpopular governor in Rhode Island, Governor Dan McKee. And CD2 is different. And it's very simple. You don't have you don't have Pawtucket. You don't have a big part of Providence. You don't have the east side of Providence that Cicilline counts on. You have half of Providence, but you don't have all of Providence. So the the key elements to win in Congressional District 2, which is the seat currently held by Jim Langevin, that was the seat that Bob Wagan held. That was the seat that Jack Reed held. That was the seat that Claudine Schneider and Eddie Baird held. Congressional District 2. Um, the, the big components of that happen to be Cranston and Warwick. If you can do well in Cranston and Warwick, you become very difficult to beat. You don't even have to win Providence. If you just run competitive in Providence, uh, you're, you could be a force. And again, just so people understand, right now at 110, that's what I am hearing. And then we'll see. I think there should be something uh, official and I've been told you're going to see something blow up on on Twitter uh, very, very shortly. But, um, you know, this is I'm looking at a total joke right now. What a complete joke of something else that I'm looking at. But let me just explain again uh, why people why is Cranston Mayor Alan Fung? Why is he considered such a strong candidate? You have to look at Congressional District 2. You know, in, in 2014, he beat. Cranston Mayor, former Cranston Mayor Alan Funk, who did three terms as mayor, he beat, he beat Governor Gina Raimondo. He beat her in Congressional District 2. And then in 2018, Joe Trillo was in the race. Joe Trillo took a lot of votes from Warwick. And even then, he only lost Warwick by four points. So there's a very good possibility that if Trillo wasn't in that race, that Funk could have won Warwick and then would have beaten Raimondo. In Warwick as well, because he did win Cranston. But I want you to understand why he would be considered the favorite and why the Democrats are so afraid of Alan Fung running for for Congress would be because uh, he in the past. Now, you have to look at, you know, can someone successfully win an area? I know Bob Lancia. I like Bob Lancia. Bob Lancia lost to Jim Langevin two years ago, and he didn't win. He did not win one city or town. Bob Lancia did not. Fung, in 2018, running against Raimondo, he won Cranston. He won Johnston, which is part of CD2. He won West Warwick. He won Coventry. 
Uh, he did very well in Narragansett. He did really well in North Kingstown. They, the Democrat Party, just so you understand, they are very nervous because if a Republican can get that seat, and Rhode Island suddenly would have one Republican in Congress, one Democrat in Congress, the party in Washington would be very excited about that. Uh, you know, it would be someone to work with the incoming party because Kevin McCarthy will be the next speaker. People, here's something that I really want to point out to people. This is not a matter of what type of Republican. The way to look at this race is do you want a Republican or Democrat in that seat? Period. I'm not going to listen to people that say someone's not conservative enough, someone's not this or that or a rhino. Listen, it's really simple. You have a choice between either a Republican or a Democrat, period. You know what would be a good Republican? One that can win. That's a good Republican. You have People have to get rid of this mindset, the Gary Sass mindset, the Republican Party of Rhode Island mindset of the whole goal is to lose gracefully. Wrong. The goal is to win. And Fung has proven he can win. He was elected mayor three times the city of Cranston. He run, ran very competitively against Gina Raimondo. And they are very nervous because if Fung could win that, now you're setting up a credible candidate to run for Senate. And if Rhode Island could get a Republican in Congress and a Republican in the Senate, completely change the dynamic of the seat. So you're going to hear more about that coming up. Now, folks, I also want to um, uh, play. We have some some great sound. And I also want to, you know, some of the, the email that I'm, I'm getting, it is... Um, this this whole business regarding uh, the masks and I, and I'm telling you that these people are not they're not dealing in reality and it, it also should not be seen as an accident that the teachers unions need the extra time that they're going to be working to try to put pressure on every teachers union to every school committee around the state to not go with masks that's their goal so now i want to play james carville who i respect he dismissed the january 6th committee's influence on midterms people want an election about their lives i completely agree with that and by the way that goes on both sides let me hear him he was on with on cnn uh and 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 this stands to me I, I agree with this. Steve Fryer said on the front page of the New York Times saying, why would you want to keep talking about January 6th? Let's say this is James Carville on CNN. Here we go. Host the Politics War Room podcast. James, inflation's at a level not seen since 1982. How do Democrats right. deal with that heading into the midterms? Act, act like you know what you're doing. It's going to come down. We have policies in place. And if it comes down, you'll have a pretty good deal. If it's still 7.5%, you're going to lose no matter what. But bet on the come. Bet 14 Nobel laureates, I'm talking about them, said, I have policies in place. We do that we feel confident will bring this down. And if it comes down, you look great. If it doesn't come down, well, you're never bet November. Basically, <laughs> it, it, you're, you're saying the only choice they have is to run as if it's going to come down because if it doesn't come down, they're in trouble? Exactly. Precisely. You, you just surmise exactly what my thinking is. So just go out, act like a winner, act like you know what you're doing, act like it's going to work. And, if, and by the way, 14 Nobel Arts think it's going to come down. Well, bet on them. But you got to you you got to act like you know what you're doing, and you go from there. But you got to exude confidence. What about COVID? Is this, is it the same thing with COVID? Well, COVID's dropping. I mean, I'm, I, like anybody else, I track the numbers every day. It's like this huge drop here in the last few weeks. And a, a, I, don't, I don't know, I'm not a public health person, but public health people think this is going to continue. And COVID, it's a drag. I mean, we thought we were doing better in December. This hit us, and that has an effect on, on a lot of things. Presidential approval being one of them. But it looks like. A lot of smart people think it's going to get better. I hope smart people are right. So, so these Democratic governors racing to lift mask mandates, do you think there's a political calculation there? Look, if you look at the infection rates and yep. the decline is down, I don't know, I was looking state by state, 65, 70 percent. Well, yes, you, you, you're going to lift mandates if, if you go from mm. 
test positivity rate of 20%, a test positivity rate of 3%, that means different behavior. It's not some kind of conspiracy. All you got to do is look at the chart and see the direction it's going in. All right, if you were advising Democrats running in the midterms, what would you tell them to do with Donald Trump? Is that something they should focus on? How much of a, of a deal do you think the January 6th Select Committee will be? Look, you got to wait and see when the committee comes out. I suspect their findings are going to be intriguing and devastating, but people are going to know about it. People want an election about their lives. They don't want an election about a former president. They don't want an election about any of this. Yeah. And if you show in substantial policies that improve people's lives and you run on that like we did in 2018, you will be successful. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen to Donald Trump, but the 1-6 committee, but Manhattan DA, the Fulton County DA, the archives, I have no idea. You know, he is so on the money, Rhode folks. Uh, if you have a quiet, quiet, quiet. That, folks, he is so on the money, James Carville. And, and, and also, keep in mind, the progressive left. Now, I also want to just mention right now at 118, folks, it is official. Cranston Mayor Alan Fung has jumped in, uh, jumped into the race, jumped into the race for Congressional District 2. And he's got a wave Fung Congress. I'm back. He has jumped in, and I think I like it because it's going to be, um, here we go, high-profile Republican in the mix seeking to succeed. This is huge. He is, in fact, now former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung just made it official. He's in. He's into the race for Congress to replace Jim Landrum. Folks, this is who they're afraid of. Um, this, is, uh, this is huge. This is huge. And now it's really exploding everywhere that uh, former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung has now made it official. He is, in fact, running for Congress. Um, oh, I didn't know he put out. Let me see this. He put out a little press release. I think I just received it. Let me check. Oh, I do. Good. Absolutely, Freddie. I'm back. When I ran for mayor in Cranston, I did so because I saw my beloved city was headed down the wrong path. That's true. I knew I could help right the ship with hard work. 12 years. Turned it around, stabilized, transformed it. One of America's top 50 cities to live in. Since the nation's going in the wrong direction. Record-setting inflation. Robbing you of hard-earned dollars. Um, instead of focusing on the problems... Weighing on people each night at the dinner table, D.C. politicians spend their time attacking one another with the same old talking points. We don't need more hyper-partisan politicians. We need a different type of leader. We need a problem solver, need leaders, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm not trying to say blah, blah, blah. Today, friends of Alan Fung. Friends of Alan Fung. And by the way, folks, it's A-L-L-A-N. Uh, allows me to start raising the funds needed. Just know I'm back. We're going to work hard every single day. That is fantastic. So I love that. Yep. So um, I think it is uh, very positive. He should have made it a red wave. Well, then that would would look like there's something um, wrong with the the water, I think. Um, let me just see. Um, I think what. Folks, it is big. I want to, again, mention that. I, I think it's big. And, and, and I also, right now, 121, I know that some people, uh, they don't fully maybe understand the, um, the element of, um, of why he might be considered the uh, front runner. But it, it really goes into... What I have talked about, what I have talked about, which is because of his proven track record of of um, winning those different districts. So how would and I'll use it as an example. Wow. I'm hold on. I'm looking right now. Ontario declares state of emergency, the ongoing trucker protest. I love the truckers. Good. Um, the. 
Um, what a lot of people don't fully get is you, you have to look at how would. Hold on, I just want now. Do you see? That's what Michael Jordan said when he um, when he came back. I'm back. Um, he he when Michael Jordan announced his return to basketball, he also did the the uh, he did Alan Fung, Cranston Mayor, former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung did. I'm back, and a lot of people don't get it. That's what Michael Jordan. He puts just basically all he said when he was announcing his return to the to the NBA. Um, Jessica De La Cruz. Um, it's very simple. It's actually very simple. How is she going to do in Cranston, Warwick, West Warwick, Coventry, North Kingstown, Providence? I suspect she'll do very well in Burraville. I don't know how she'll do in Johnston. She may do well in Johnston. But now, what does this do to the field? So now you have three. Bob Lancia, you have former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, and then you also have um, Jessica De La Cruz. So that is the big news, and it is big news. Now, I also just want to see this. There's a lot of news on this Friday. An investigation into written threats of violence at Barrington High School has led to an arrest. A minor has been charged. Two counts of vandalism. Do you remember December 13th? Threat found written in a girl's bathroom. Prompting increased police presence. They went to distance learning. Um, so, you know, this whole thing about these kids. So now we find it was a minor has been charged. Now, you know, they should reveal to me, was it a student at the school? But... You know, I think you think of the number of individuals and, the, you know, they had those students that were saying, I just want to live. We just want to live. And what was lacking was um, what was lacking were, were parents saying that's an irrational fear. And now they arrest. And who is it that wrote it? A minor did. I, I think they should disclose more as far as, was it a minor that attends the school? I mean, those are the types of things that I would want to know. Um, and, and think of, you know, this caused panic. Uh, that is obviously someone that should be, police make arrest in the Barrington High School threats. That's not enough. They should, um, I, I hope they learn more. Police say a minor's been charged. Two counts of vandalism, one count of disorderly conduct. Those, those all sound like... They're not even felonies, by the way. They all sound like misdemeanors to me. Somebody wrote, I am going to shoot up the school on this date. And now we find out it was exactly as people said. Exactly as people said. What does it tell you that it was a minor? That it was probably a student at the school. But let me uh, let me get back to the fact that former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, this has impact on the race. It does. Now, there's still another person out there on the Republican side who may run. And that is former um, or she's current rep, I should say, but our friend Patricia Morgan. But I want to be very clear with you at 125. I am remaining neutral in the primary. I will support whoever wins the primary, whoever wins the primary. But it can't be ignored. And it's right now becoming the lead big story and that is that former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung has now jumped into the race for Congress. Um, let's see. I'm also just checking some other. Uh, isn't that terrible? You have a state representative rebuked by mom during parental bill of rights testimony. The, the representative, a mother was complaining about the mask mandate. And then the mother was told, well, why don't you move, move out of the district? I, I, I have a, a better idea. Why not, why not start listening to some of the parents instead of moving out of the district? Like, that, that's, that's what the reaction is? State representative rebuked by mom. Um, active member, parents united, carefully watched over the rights. 
what happens. Uh, frustration showed she testified at the hearing. Jason Knight suggests you, an essential what you could do is just move. You know, the, the this attitude, folks, people are, are <laughs> I am telling you that regular, just everyday people are are upset and don't like what's what's happening here. That's right. Alan Fung is in. Former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung is in for a run with Congress. He's a very high-profile Republican, probably the most high-profile. Um, and I, I want people to understand that the reason why he's going to be treated differently than the other people in the race is because that's who the Democrats are afraid of. That's who the Democrat Party, they are afraid of. They're afraid that he could win that race. Um, all right, I want to play. This was um, this representative talking to this mother. I think I have this. Jason Knight uh, suggesting, well, you could just move. What a disgrace. I mean, they just are, folks. I don't. Our elected officials, they have just become lost. I don't know why it's not playing. Um, maybe I'm not going to play. Maybe I'm not going to play it. Oh, here we go. How he could report parents that were going to school board meetings. How he could report them as domestic terrorists. Did you know that? Yes. Wow. Can you understand why? All right, I I apologize, folks. The audio was not as good as I thought it was. The audio was not as good as I thought I, as I thought it was. So uh, social media has really blown up with, in fact, uh, this Fung announcement. High-profile Republican to the mix. This is who the Democrats fear. Now, I also want to just I mentioned this just a short time ago, folks. Good afternoon at one twenty-nine. I recognize I'm jumping around a little bit. But um, I want to give credit to Steve Frias, Republican committee man from Rhode Island. This is on the front page of the New York Times. The more we talk about January 6th, the less we talk about Biden hasn't been successful. I completely agree with him. He is 100% right on that. And all of that type of talk should, should just stop. But I think the more people start to realize, the more that people realize that that it, the mask mandate is not temporary. The mask mandate, the mask mandate, they they want it to be permanent. The more that people realize that, I I think that's just going to start to push some people over the edge. I do. All right, Eli Sherman, big political news here. Fung joins Jessica De La Cruz and Lancia on the Republican side of announced candidate. Um, oh, wow. Look at this. So Seth Magaziner, if Alan Fung already responds, he just voted give control of the House. Wow, they already, already afraid. They just, uh, Seth Magaziner just tweeted out a picture of Alan Fung at the, with a Trump hat on at the inauguration. So help me keep District 2 blue by contributing. Trying to raise money. Uh, desperately raise money off off um, in a Trump hat. Wow. I mean, that's just that's just uh, pathetic. But that shows just how nervous they are. That's who they're going to go after. Uh, That came up in 2018. He went to the inauguration. It was cold out. And there was a man from Rhode Island that was actually selling the Trump hats in Washington. And I think he gave it to uh, Mayor, at the time still Mayor, Cranston Mayor Alan Fung, uh, of him in a Trump hat. So, you know, it's going to help him with the base. And maybe it is... um, uh, 
I, I don't know how much that, again, that's just desperation. Folks, at 131, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother, call Brothers Disposal today. As I say, it's so much easier if you're cleaning out things, if you put a dumpster in your driveway. Call Brother Roland today, 401-688-0517. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517, and look for them on Facebook. All right, on this Friday, it's sunny out, it's bright, what a great day to run some errands. The uh, race is shaping up, so still no word now. Uh, The other one, now, some other people could maybe emerge, but the fact that is, um, the fact that Mayor Alan Fung is running for Congress. That is um, the Democrats. Look, at they didn't waste any time. They're already attacking him. Uh, they were not attacking Bob Lancia. They were not attacking Jessica De La Cruz. So they're already attacking former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. And already in trying to raise money. Oh, my God. Uh, Seth Magazine, it just announces candidacy. His first vote would be to give control of the House to extreme D.C. Republicans who care more about doing Trump's bidding than helping working people. What does he know about working people? What does he, he know about working people? <sighs> working people. I mean, there's no one that is more of privilege than Seth Magaziner. And for him to use the term um, working people is, um, is just a joke. Are you kidding me? What does he know about working people? All right, folks, I want to see. Um, let's see. Uh very first vote. See, and why? Why are they? Why are they repeating his line? Look at how the the the, the, the media already starts to repeat his line. Seth Magazine now with a statement: Join in the race. Very first vote. Look at how immediately they want to frame. Look how it's framed. They want to have the magazine statement above the funk statement. That is amazing. Look how that is framed. Where they want to at least first have the magazine statement before they have the funk statement. All right, let's see if we can uh, get on the phone, folks. I know that John Francis has been uh, very outspoken about, he's got some uh, beautiful merchandise. Folks, right now it's one thirty-four. Good afternoon on this sunny Friday. It feels good to say that, as a matter of fact. Folks, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I want to find um, John Francis posted some other, some great merchandise on his uh, Facebook page. Got a brand new Beretta in 9mm. Wow. First one I've ever get since before the pandemic. 9mm. Uh, all right, I'm going to get him on the line. That, what else? He got a new, that new Colt M4 carbine. What a beautiful, I think they were using that the other night when they uh, took out the guy off Branch Avenue. Let's get uh, our friend John Francis on the line from Competition Shooting Supplies. Everyone is talking about his merchandise. Oh, line is busy. All right, we'll call him back. Hold on, let me try one more time. Otherwise, we will uh, call him back, folks. Our friend John Francis said, nope. All right, we'll try him back. All right, not a problem. Folks, right now it's 136. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. So the media is is kind of going ballistic over the fact that former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung is now running, just announced today, he's running for that Congressional District 2 race. And I'm telling you right now he is going to be difficult uh he's going to be a difficult competitor we'll see how the race breaks out but i think he's going to be tough because of his ability to do well in both cranston and warwick but 
let's talk about on this sunny Friday. Look at that blue sky. Folks, joining us right now, God is good on this beautiful Friday, is our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Mended Road in Cumberland. Good afternoon and happy Friday, Marie. Happy Friday, John, and a sunny relatively warm day yes it is and marie you know it's all good news the mass mandate for indoors coming to an end i believe it's even ended today and people are feeling better and now it's sunny today it's going to be nice tomorrow it's valentine's what better way to uh say i love you on valentine's than to pop in the it's my health and maybe purchase either some nice items or maybe even purchase a massage for someone yeah i mean since it's so nice out and we don't and it's Valentine's and we're not gonna be needing masks, I suggest getting some tooth whitening toothpaste so that when people see your smile, you know, fluor- fluoride free, nice and clean toothpaste. Wow, I like that idea. Now you also have folks again. Only Marie would think to come up with that. I love that. And also uh, vitamins, uh, beautiful remedies. Now on Sunday, Marie, because of the Super Bowl, a lot of people will eat unhealthy. But at It's My Health, it's all about healthy things to keep people healthy. Absolutely. That's what we try to do. And even when you have one of those days, a Super Bowl day, there are things that you can do to to help your digestion to get back into shape. Folks, whether it's beautiful, delicious teas or spices or some of those hemp and CBD, CBD products, Marie has it all. The service is the best. Now, Marie, what are your hours for the remaining part of this beautiful Friday? And you're also open uh, tomorrow. I'll be here till 5.30 today and then 9 to 4 tomorrow. It is a beautiful day. It's a perfect day. Folks, if you're on Menden Road right now, pop in and see the Queen of Health herself. It's Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road, Cumberland. Marie, great job as always. And uh, keep up the good work and we'll talk to you again. Take care. Thank you. All right, folks, there it is. Our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. So, um... Let's see. I like this. At 1.13, Fung sends email blast announces in the race for Congress. At 1.31, Magaziner sends statement criticizing Fung as a vote for GOP. Says something about Magaziner's campaign theory of the race and how seriously they take Fung. That is uh, from Ted Nisi of WPRI. And he's exactly right. That's exactly what it shows. That's how nervous they are. Uh, let's see. I'm seeing some other things. One wave indicator is when credential candidates take a stab at reach seats. Here we have former GOP candidate running for open held Democrat, too. So uh, he is a credential candidate. So that's that is interesting. But the fact that they're already attacking him says a lot. And that is um, that's interesting how that was. The other one, though, was framed. I think that's interesting how initially, hmm, all right, let me, uh, folks, again, this is, you know, we'll, we'll touch base with them at some point. We'll talk to them, I'm sure. Uh, and I want to be very clear that, folks, right now at 140 on this Friday, I want you to understand there's still a, a long way. Mayor Fung was going to run for general treasurer. And he has now decided to go for that Congressional District 2 seat. So he lives in the district. Seth Magaziner does not. Jessica De La Cruz, Senator Jessica De La Cruz, who is, um, you know, highly regarded. She is um, she's going to find that she is more of an unknown, which is, always, you know, that's always not a bad thing. Carries very little baggage with her. She has a lot of supporters, people that meet her, like her. And so, you know, this could make uh, I, I never fully believe someone is in the race until they get all the proper paperwork. And then they, you know, it's one thing you just open up and say you're going to run. But until everything, every I is dotted, and every T is crossed, you never know. You remember going way, way back when he was the, the party chair, John Holmes not the adult film star, but John Holmes was supposed to run for an office. And then at the last minute, they said, oh, we missed the deadline for the paperwork. So people speculated, maybe at the last minute, decided not to run. But uh, but as of right now, Cranston Mayor Alan Fung 
is in fact in the race. And and people are, you know, what type of, um, I don't think people, I don't think people should say, I want this type of Republican, I want that type of Republican. The party, I will tell you, the party is very excited at the prospect of an Asian American as a, the only Republican congressperson in New England. They're very excited about that. And when I say that, I don't in any way mean to, um, I'm not demeaning any of the other candidates, but it's an interesting story. It's an interesting story. So um, we'll still see Representative Patricia Morgan might still throw in if that happens. Uh, I would obviously, as I've said, folks, uh, the John DePietro show, we will remain neutral in this race. We'll remain neutral in the primary. There's no way Seth Magaziner should, should get it. He is the definition of privilege. And, you know, here he is, a white male attacking um, an Asian candidate who seemingly is now running for office. Let's see if we can get a hold of our um, friend John Francis at, uh, comp- I think we will, folks, at Competition Shooting Supplies. Only because, boy, he's got some uh, beautiful, that Beretta is absolutely beautiful. Talk about a Valentine's. Nothing says I love you like a brand new beautiful uh, Beretta and John Francis, nine millimeter. He said he hasn't had anything like that since the beginning of the pandemic. So now maybe he's busy on this Friday. We're unable to. Oh, folks, joining us on the line right now on this Friday, this beautiful Friday, is our friend John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Hi, John. How are you? John Francis, love is in the air on this Valentine's weekend, and uh, there's a lot of love for that beautiful nine millimeter Beretta that you have posted on Facebook. Uh, yes, I have been. Uh, wow, I've been getting a lot of hits off of that. Holy cow! What can you tell us about it? I'd like to find. This is the first one you've been able to get like that since before the pandemic. Yes, it has. Uh, so it's you know it's it's their standard ninety two FS uh, uh, pistol, which is the same style pistol that the U.S. military used to use. Uh, now Beretta makes them both here in the, in the U.S. And in Italy, this particular one was made in Italy. A lot of people, for whatever reason, seem to prefer the Italian-made version. Um, but it comes with, uh, it has rubber-style grips, and it does come with two 15-round magazines. Wow. Now, also, John Francis, uh, you also yesterday, I believe, posted that Colt M4 carbine. Wow, what a beautiful, what can you tell us yeah. about that? That is, uh, so that is, was actually made by Colt Defense. There's actually two versions of Colt. There's their civilian side, and then there's the other side that builds guns for the, you know, the government export contracts, stuff like that. So this was made by Colt Defense, so it has the mil-spec features that the civilian models they used to make didn't. So it has the bayonet lug, it's got a flash hider, um... It's got the six-position stock, and it's got a chrome-lined bore and chamber for corrosion resistance. Wow. Folks, we're speaking with John Francis. Competition shooting supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. And uh, in John Francis, I mean, listen, a gift certificate, it is Valentine's weekend. A gift certificate, that makes a great gift for Valentine. I also want to point out to you. Folks, when people, when John Francis is posting things on Facebook and, and people will post how much, I'm always tempted to say, listen, why don't you go in and take a look at it? And if you don't want to buy that, then maybe there's something else. You know, you're more patient than I would be with these people always posting, how much is that? How much is that? Crying out loud. It's everything in me not to post. Stop asking them. Just go in and look at it for crying out loud. So, but John well, Francis, yeah. go ahead. No, I'm telling you, you're patient. I chalk it up to just part of being in the business. Yeah, I suppose. All right, listen, it's a beautiful Friday. It really is. Tomorrow's going to be nice. What are your hours for today and for tomorrow? Uh, so today I'm here till uh, 10 to 6, tomorrow 9 to 4.30. And I just got another shipment of ammo that landed this morning. Oh, wow. So I have, I got even more 9mm. I've got 22LR. I have 45 uh, ACP again. I haven't had that in, in quite a while. I have 380 range ammo and hollow point ammo. Wow. I've got more 9mm hollow point ammo as well. I've got 12-gauge target rounds that came in. Um, so, yeah, doing doing okay on ammo. But I would like, if I could get a quick moment, yeah. there are three 
very serious anti-gun bills that have been put forth in the General Assembly. Go ahead. Um, there is um, there is the, the, the annual assault weapons uh. ban, or so-called assault weapons, a, a, mag, a ban on magazines over 10 rounds. Um, so the people need to understand with the magazine ban, they will not allow you to keep what you already own. There is no grandfather clause whatsoever. That's ridiculous. So you will have 180 days if this thing passes uh. after the date of passage. You'll either have to destroy what you got, turn it over to the police or a, or a gun dealer or get it out of the state. You will not be allowed to keep them, and there's no compensation whatsoever. Out of my cold, dead hand, as Charlton Heston and said. The, and the thing, and the same thing, and so with the, the so-called assault weapon ban, um, the only way anybody's going to be allowed to keep them is you are going to have to prove that you legally bought it within the previous, at least before, you know, before the date of the, uh, the legislation. Uh, and you'll have to pay a $25 registration fee per gun. And um, assuming that you do that, and if God forbid if something happens to you when you pass away, nobody, none of your heirs, your sons, your daughters, will, know, will not be allowed to keep any of it. Your family will be forced to turn it over to the police or to a gun dealer. That is ridiculous. Well, folks, again, we're going to be following this. John Francis, uh, thank you for the oh, update. The Go ahead. The, yes. Uh, the, the last one is a, uh, they now, they're looking to force a background check requirement to buy a box of ammo. That's ridiculous. Folks, it again, is ridiculous. it is. And the way they've got it written, it's, uh, uh, it's going to be very, very difficult for us to do that. Because one of the things they're saying is, I got to provide proof that I potentially did a check through the FBI NICS system, which we use when people buy guns. Well, the federal regulations uh, make it illegal for gun dealers to use the NICS system for anything to, bu to buy a gun. So I cannot use it to check for somebody on ammunition. Sounds like it that the uh, legal. Like they're, they're trying to put everything they are. out of us out of business. They are. Wow. Well, John Francis, I'll tell you, it's a voting year. The 2A community is not going to stand for it. The people are not going to stand for it. And it sounds like uh, that this spring that there's going to be some raucous protests at the Rhode Island State House. Uh, this legislation could come up uh, in committee uh, as soon as in the next, by the end of this month. Wow. So people out there listening, whether you're a gun owner or not, if you believe in, in, in your constitutional freedoms... You, all you folks, you need to contact your local state reps, your state senators, the Speaker of the House, uh, Mr. Shikarchi, uh, speak the uh, Senate President, uh, Ruggiero, and you need to tell, make sure in no uncertain terms, be polite, but be firm, tell them you, you don't want this kind of legislation because it's not going to do anything to curb crime anyway. That is exactly right. Folks, he is John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies. John Francis, great job as always. Enjoy the weekend and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. You too. All right, folks, there it is. John Francis right now at 150. I'm also seeing U.S. believes Putin has decided to Ukraine next week. He's decided to what? <laughs> I think they mean he's decided to what? I think they mean he's decided to invade. <laughs> Some of the comments, is that a dance? Oh, my goodness. He's decided to what? <laughs> decided to Ukraine <laughs> is that a dance I think they mean he's decided to invade Ukraine <laughs> next week my goodness what is happening with the world wow I like the fact Seth Magaziner is really coming under fire right now uh, for attacking former Chris Mayor Alan Fung. Now, folks, again, at one fifty. good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 .9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Uh, it is interesting. At one thirteen, Chris Mayor Alan Fung sends out a blasting email announcing he's in the race. And less than one thirty one. Seth Magaziner sends a statement criticizing Fung as a vote for the GOP House leaders. Says something about the campaign theory of the race, how seriously they take Fung. Now, that's the word of uh, 
Ted Nisi at WPRI. <laughs> That's a good line. The only thing that magazine has ever done is trying to track down his father on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. I like that one. <laughs> You're going to hear a lot of that. Folks, the wave is coming. And now again, he has to first make it out of a primary. He has to first make it out of a primary. You're going to have two primaries. So you're going to have people that want to vote in the Democrat primary. You're going to have people that want to vote in the Republican primary. And then we'll have to see exactly where that goes. So there's a lot of news. Now, I want to check. So this certainly sounds that things are ramping up with Russia and Ukraine. And I, I think that basically Putin is going to wait till after the Olympics before he's going to invade. Hmm. I don't know what's going to I, I do know this. Based on President Biden last night in his interview with Lester Holt. And again, folks, at 152, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you, delicious food. They'll have the Super Bowl going. They're going to have a big weekend at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. You know, folks, I am so happy for all of us. Right now, it is sunny. It's a blue sky. It's 54 degrees out. Tomorrow's going to be 57. I don't even care that they're threatening we may get a little bit of snow. That we may get a little bit of snow um, on Sunday. I'm not even concerned about that. So, um, now, I'm also saying this. I'm seeing people... Uh, I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to. I'm not voting for Hong just because he has an R in front of his name. I want. All right. Well, listen, you can, you may have two choices, Fung or Magaziner. First, he's got to make it out of the primary. I always want to. And, and let me just say this, folks, at 154. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know what the good news is? You don't have to decide today. I tell people and there's a discipline to it. So many people, they're, and, and they, they're somewhat new to politics, and they somehow think they have to decide now. I want to just, I, I advise you and encourage you, wait till they get up on the debate stage. Let them debate. There will be debates. Then you can make the decision. Uh, I have people asking me, like right now, right, on this Friday, February 11th, uh, are you going to vote for Trump or DeSantis? You know, what are you talking about? That, that's, that's two years away. Why don't we, like, let it play out? As if people have to decide now. That, that's just foolishness. You decide who you're going to vote for, not who you're not going to vote for. So who are you going to vote for? Not who you're not going to vote for. I don't know. Let's wait and see how the field rounds out. There could be other people jumping into the race. We don't know yet. I do know. That as we get towards the end of the month, you know, the deadline will not be until June, but the primary will be in September and then the general election will be in November. There's there's no reason to decide right now. So people, everybody like chill out a little bit who, telling me who they're not voting for. Let's let's focus on maybe why don't we wait? Let the campaigns take shape. I'm telling you, folks, people will disappoint you. Candidates will disappoint you. I, I go back to in 2015. 2015, I was very impressed when President Trump came down the escalator, but I was keeping an open mind. I had had communication with Scott Walker's people, the governor from Wisconsin. I thought, you know, I could be open to someone like that. Then I saw him at the debate stage. And very quickly, five to ten minutes, I thought, okay, he's not, he's not up for it. It's not his time. I don't know if it's ever going to be his time, but it's not his time right now. I had had communications with the Jeb Bush people. And then I saw him on the debate stage and I thought, OK, I don't think it's his turn. He doesn't have what I think it's going to take. Um, I had had uh, communication with Marco Rubio's people and I said, I'll, I'll keep an open mind on that. And then I saw him on the debate stage. And then once the thing played out, it was very clear, at least to me, not everyone, 
There were, you know, Glenn Beck was a never Trumper. Glenn Buck was fully in with Ted, Senator Ted Cruz. I had a good friend of mine who said, hey, are we all in on John Kasich or what? I said, absolutely not. No, um, it became very obvious to me that that President, at the time, candidate Donald Trump was going to be the strongest candidate. And you, you let it play out. So I'm not even going to respond or entertain some of these people that are already saying, I'm not voting for this one. I'm voting for let it Let it play itself out. And then, listen, people, you know, people will go in and make their own decisions and they'll vote for who they feel strongly about. So I would encourage people to do the same. Give people a chance. Give people a chance. Jessica De La Cruz, if she's going to run, Senator Jessica De La Cruz deserves a chance to let her Make her case. Let her campaign. Who knows? She could get up on the, the campaign stage and just, like, light it up and catch. Sometimes they they can catch lightning in a bottle. Let's let us let it play itself out. Bob Lancia, he ran against Congressman Langevin last year. He's still in it. Who knows? Maybe a lot of people reward him for being out early in the race. And then, then we'll judge it from that. So... You know, I, I just I just want to remind people. I'm not lecturing anyone, but people don't need to send me who they're. I just got a message from. I'm not voting for. I'm not voting for Funk. Well, you know, I don't know. It's 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 February. He announced less than an hour ago. I don't wonder. I don't know. Maybe let's wait. I think you'll have a good idea by election day who you're supporting. I will remain neutral in this race. At 158. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Hey, I also want to remind you, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. 401-272-3340. If someone hits your vehicle, you can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. 401-272-3340. Uh, call Kenny. And Patricia, he will repair your vehicle. They will repair your vehicle. Showroom-like condition. If you're listening right now on this Friday, and maybe, you know, it's a pain, it's a hassle. Someone damaged your vehicle. Get it repaired with West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They are located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, right behind the Providence Public Safety Complex. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. So, folks, again, at 159 it's John DePietro. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you to the great Jeff Gamach. Couldn't do the program without him. So the big news coming up is going to be the 2 o'clock news. Situation Ukraine seems to be moving towards more Russian aggression. But the big local news is former Cranston Mayor Alan Fung has announced that he is, in fact, now a candidate in that CD2 race. His seat, that CD2 race for Congress. So that makes it interesting. Folks, listen. Um, I, I don't know. I think the Bengals are actually going to win on Sunday. I think the Bengals will win the Super Bowl. Listen, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy this beautiful weather. And stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and the John WNRI Socket.